Welcome, Deacon Harold Burke Severs. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. It's great to be with you, uh, esteemed fathers, this morning. <laughs> well, you listen to him every morning on Morning Glory and Glory Purvis, but he's now coming to Bismarck for the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference. Deacon, are you there with me? I am here. Okay, yeah, we're out at Lake Isabel in North Dakota, and we're on uh, a connection that every now and then just drops a little bit. So, uh, again, welcome to the show. (laughs) We're out here with 21 seminarians and uh, having a great time. We thought it'd be fun to do the show out here, but you know how technology works. But uh, you got a morning show, right, Deacon? Morning Glory, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Morning Glory is uh, EWTN's flagship morning show. It's on from 7 to 8 a.m., uh, Eastern time, which is an early call for me. That's four to five a.m. my time out on the West Coast, wow. Oregon. So I got to get up is at like three fifteen, man. Yeah, it's live, man. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That's dedication to the gospel, if I've ever heard it before. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been a deacon? Yeah, I've been ordained uh, November. Will be seventeen years as a deacon. Um, I was. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm originally from Barbados. We immigrated to the United States when I was two. I grew up in uh, New Jersey and um, went to a Benedictine high school and thought I might have a call to the priesthood and eventually uh, discerned uh, a call to the Benedictines and went there and discerned and discerned out and uh, ended up getting married and uh, becoming a deacon back in 2002, and it's been uh, an incredible journey. Deacon, uh, I was just basically wondering how you got from Jersey out to Oregon. Yeah, yeah, my wife is from Oregon, and she didn't like the East Coast, so we are in Oregon. And, uh, you know, it's it's, it's funny. Sometimes God puts you not where you want to be, but where he needs you. You know, and the fact is, all the amazing things that's happened in my life, with my vocation and the EWTN television series and writing books and traveling around the world, would not have happened had I not been here in Oregon at the time that I was here. Um, So God's timing is always perfect. Did you, uh, you were ordained then out in, in Oregon? Yes, for the Archdiocese of Portland, Oregon. Yep, back in November 2002. Uh, yeah, what's your, what's your parish out there now? Immaculate Heart of Mary. And uh, it's wonderful how the Blessed Mother's been a part of my life for a long time. You know, I was, uh, I'm the first baptized Catholic in the history of my family, and I was baptized at Our Lady Queen of the Universe. I grew up in a parish That's Christ a great King, name. Son of Mary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because Christ the King, Son of Mary, uh, when I was in the monastery, the church was St. Mary's, I went to Notre Dame, our mother. You know, I was ordained in Immaculate Conception Cathedral, and now I serve in Immaculate Heart of Mary. So <laughs> Mary's been a big part of my life for a long time. Yeah, I'd say. What, years were, what year did you go to, you, 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 when you say Notre Dame, you went to the university in Notre Dame? Yes, yep, 84 to 88. What did you study? Uh, economics and business administration. Okay. So in are you just like a, a a full-time deacon then and then also obviously this talk show or do you do you have a secular job? Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a, a career in campus law enforcement and uh, I was the chief actually at the University of Portland for 11 years before I left that back in 2002 and started speaking and writing full-time. And uh like I said it's okay. been an amazing journey. I'm about to go to Australia next week, and then to uh, France, Spain, and Portugal. And um, you know, God is uh, God is so, so incredible. When you give your life completely to Him and trust Him fully, 
he can do incredible things with with, uh, with your life. So how did you go from, uh, you know, law enforcement, like what was the call that got you into public, or, you know, Christian speaking and writing and well, all that? Well, that, that's a great question, Father, because when I left the monastery, I left because my mom got sick, not because, like, I wanted to leave. I left because I had to leave. My parents were divorced. Right. I'm the oldest, and I had to take care of my uh-huh. mom and my sister who was still in high school. And so when I was out of the monastery, I was supposed to be out temporarily, but then I went to a wedding and met the woman who ended up being my wife, so I didn't go back. So <laughs> so I still felt <laughs> kind of a pull or a tug, an attraction, you know, and when I got to Oregon, you know, I discovered that call is fulfilled uh, in discerning call to the diaconate, you know, so, and that's how, so that's how that happened. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, what, what, so what, you, if I caught it correctly earlier, you were in the uh, Benedictine Monastery? Yes, the Newark Abbey in Newark, New Jersey. So is that was that how was that like thriving at the time, or how's that how's that area with Benedictines? We have them here there, too in yeah, North Dakota. So, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, so the, the St. Benedict's has been around since the 1800s, and after the riots in the 60s, the Newark riots, the monastery split. So the part, most of the monastery followed the what they called the white flight out of the city into the suburbs. And so they moved the monastery uh, out there, and it's, it, they run a very, uh, it's to this day, it's called St. Mary's Abbey, and they have um, a, run a very high-end prep school called Del Barton. But then some of the monks okay. said, no, we were founded here, we need to serve the people here. So they stayed, and they changed the abbey to Newark Abbey, but kept the name of the high school, St. Benedict's Prep. And that's where, uh, where I went. And, um, you know, very, love that community. Um, there were about 30 monks when I was there. There's a, probably about, uh, I was probably about 18 or so now. And they're growing. They're getting so they're still vocations. doing, yeah. That's awesome, man. If you, I'm convinced if you just stick to the rule, whatever the monastery is, it's going to thrive. Yeah, amen. So, so if I'm hearing that correctly, though, uh, the, the, the Bened- sounds like the Benedictines that, that maybe were a little afraid of the riots headed out into the suburbs and, the hardcore guys stuck around in the the downtown area. Yeah, and you know they and the the school is thriving. You know they're serving the uh, underserved kids in that community, and, and they're they're turning kids from the hood into scholars. You know, I went to Notre Dame. We had yeah. kids that went to Harvard and Dartmouth, and um, you know, um, mm. uh, schools all over the all over the United States. You know, Swarthmore and. You know, and 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 uh, they're doing a, a tremendous job. You know, we've we've had Olympians at the school. We've had, you know, uh, great athletes, but also great scholars. You know, so it's just a, a beautiful place. And the partnerships they have with the community, and even with the Na- U.S. Naval Academy, comes and does trainings there on on, uh, on the, at the school. So it's just uh, it's phenomenal. In fact, they were featured on uh, 60 Minutes uh, last year. Mm. So. I'm going to have to look them up. I'm uh, the delegate for Catholic Ed in my diocese, and I'm convinced, as you are, that Catholic education at its finest does more for people's lives than... Uh, does more it, for the world. Yeah, it's it's totally essential. Now, uh, you're coming to the Thirst Conference here in Bismarck. Um, you're one of the speakers. What are you looking forward to, real quickly, uh, the most about coming out to Bismarck? Well, you keep seeing uh, study after study, survey after survey, it says people's uh, Catholics' faith in the Eucharist is, is really low. They don't even believe Jesus is really present in the Eucharist. And I am thrilled right. and excited to be coming to a conference devoted to the Eucharist 
we could talk about Jesus real present in the Eucharist and how it's life transforming and uh and I'm gonna talk about evangelization and um how parents can prepare their children for heaven, looking at it through the lens of the Eucharistic heart of Christ. I'm That's looking awesome. forward to meeting yeah, you. Yeah, man, can't wait to meet you. Deacon, thank you for being on the show and sharing your story with us. We look forward to having you in North Dakota. 